6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. We will start with some new modeling done on Alberta case counts. Let's get to it with Dr. Sarah Otto. Dr. Otto is a theoretical biologist, a Canada Research Chair in Theoretical and Experimental Evolution, and is currently a Killam professor at the University of British Columbia. Dr. Otto, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Is your business card massive? (laughs) 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 I want to thank you for uh, taking the time to join me on this uh, Friday afternoon. Let's start with this, and I want to break it down really understandably for us. I know that you've been doing modeling, taking a look at the numbers for BC and Alberta. I want to focus on Alberta. Let's start about the case counts. What is it telling you right now about the cases, the the increase that we are seeing, and the Delta variant? Right. So our models are showing that Alberta has switched into a mode of exponential growth starting around mid-July, and that growth rate is uh, about doubling every eight to nine days, somewhere in that. So you don't, that's, you know, that takes cases from where they are now. Um, let's say they're at 200 a day, then f- uh, 408 to nine days, and then 800 after that. Yeah. What we're also projecting is that the hospitalization rates, um, it, they lag a little bit, about a week, but the projections are that the hospitalization rates should rise. Um, following this exponential growth in cases starting at the beginning of August and then getting to the highest levels ever reached in Alberta by the end of August unless we take increasing measures. And so our modelers were really very perplexed rather than going, okay, we've got to act and do more in Alberta, that the government has done exactly the opposite. So highest levels of hospitalization that we've seen by the end of August, could, could, could you break that down to ICU numbers as well? Yeah, ditto. They're they're tracking, and so by the end of August, the projection projections would predict higher ICU numbers than you've seen yet in Alberta. Now, these projections are always liable to change because our behavior changes. We see increasing hospitalization and ICU numbers, and the government acts to restrict movement, to have mask mandates, to um, vaccinate in those areas. But if we don't know where the cases are, that's that's very hard to increase vaccinations in the right area. Have you been able to tell about the source of infections over the last little while? Yeah, so we've looked at that too, and increasingly the source of infection is unknown in Alberta. Same in BC, and that is consistent with an increased number of vaccinated individuals who are still getting the virus, still transmitting it at a low rate, but have no idea that they are even infected because they're more likely to be asymptomatic. So we've seen the number of unknown cases rise by about 50% from the beginning of the year, consistent with spread through vaccinated individuals. So, Dr. Otto, um, what about those at risk? Who are most at risk right now? I'm guessing it's the unvaccinated. Absolutely, the unvaccinated that we're seeing transmission through vaccinated individuals that helps move the virus around. But the people that are really at risk of landing in the hospital are the unvaccinated because the vaccines are great at, at protecting you individually from landing in the hospital. So, as you said, these numbers are um, subject to change depending on behavior. So, what would you leave us with this afternoon based on what you're seeing and what you know uh, about what the province is doing over the course of the next couple of weeks? 
you know, I, this is the time to ramp up protection. So that keep your masks on, masks on, even if you're fully vaccinated, because as I said, that transmission events are from happening from fully vaccinated individuals. Do as much socializing as you can outdoors, not indoors in crowded spaces ma um, and masks on if you have to be in an indoor crowded space. Um, those things will help. But the other thing we need to do is keep people home who are testing positive. You know, it's a little to me, it's a little bit like, uh, I don't know, um, getting rid of drunk driving laws. If you if you're not requiring people to stay at home that are positive, it's a bit like, well, you're, those people that are out and about and are positive are going to put others at risk. And we don't want that. And we agree as a society not to not have that happen when it comes to drunk driving. And I think we need to also say people who are infected with this virus um, should be staying home. And who wants to wake, you know, who wants to wake up and know that they infected somebody else that landed in hospital? We don't want that. And to avoid it, we need to know when we're positive. Dr. Otto, I have about 30 seconds left, but I have to ask, what do you say to those people who say that uh, you're fear mongering? Uh, you know, you, you should visit the doctors and um, nurses who have been working nonstop in the ER. Visit those who have had extreme cases. I had a relative who was barely able to breathe. Um, this is not some, you know, many cases, yes, are mild. But if you get a bad case, this is disastrous. Dr. Otto, I appreciate your time this afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you.